What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? It is your boy Sweezy, aka the Fortplay King, back at it with another hot, hot, hot podcast. And today on the show, there is no exception. I have one of my best friends, one of my highest ranking Schwoke Lords, and one of the greatest people to ever walk the face of this earth. Micah Chrisman, a.k.a. MJ Chrisman, a.k.a. Big Guy. Uh, Big Guy is on the show today uh, to talk about, you know, how everything's going with coronavirus. And we get into it. We talk about Carol Baskin. We talk about Tiger King. We talk about our weight loss competition and many, 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 many many more things also involved with that. So you're definitely going to want to check out this episode of the Shredcast and definitely don't touch the dial or anything. Uh, I'm happy we're still going strong with our video and the video is going cool. So if you are watching this video on YouTube right now, you need to hit that subscribe button and the bell notification so you are notified when we do upload new episodes of the Shredcast because when they come out, you got to watch them. You got to say shwoke. You got to get everything and be the man that you are supposed to be. And you also need to subscribe if you are just listening to audio only. Still cool, but it's not going to be as fun as now that we're on video. To go like and subscribe wherever you are. Smash that like button. Smash the subscribe button and uh, stay shwoke. That's all you need to do. Stay shwoke and be the shwoke lord that you need to be. And that's it. So, some of you may know, me and Micah were in a bit of a weight loss competition, and one thing that happened was Micah lost five pounds and then gained five pounds. I, on the other hand, lost 30 pounds. I'm now at 32 pounds lost, and a big thing with that is I am now starting to have to buy new clothes. I probably look fat in this video, but I was definitely a lot more fat. This area didn't exist. Uh, but now I'm a shirt size smaller, and so I'm starting to have to go ahead and start buying new clothes. And one way that I can buy new clothes right now, especially now that we're in quarantine, and I can't really necessarily go out and like go try on clothes and go out and buy them, is I buy shirts online and clothes online. And the best way I've learned to do that is with one of today's sponsors, and today's sponsor is Honey. Honey is a free browser extension uh, that... Finds promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else when purchasing anything online. And uh, it's great. It's going to save you money, and it's going to save you the hassle of having to Google coupon codes or promo codes or anything like that in regards to you know trying to save money when buying things online, especially right now in my case where I am buying tons and tons of clothes because I am now a shirt size smaller. I'm getting thinner. I'm getting more handsome and sexier, and Honey is helping me be the most handsome man I can possibly be, and Honey is a sponsor of this episode. So go check out the link down in the description, and you can get that browser extension applied to your computer, applied to your web browser, and support the show for free and start saving money on all your online purchases with all those promo codes and coupon codes, and become the person you were meant to be and be shwoke. This show is also sponsored by DistroKid. DistroKid gets your music out to multiple online retailers and saves you the hassle. This is great for artists who write original music and also if you want to upload a cover as well. They'll even get you that cover license you need for that cover and save you the hassle of even having to go through that and to be able to release a song that you did not write on the internet. It's really cool and really great. 
I personally use DistroKid for my music. I recently released an EP, King, and on that track three, If You Don't Don't, is a cover by Jimmy Eat World that I really wanted to put on this EP. DistroKid saved me the hassle. All I had to do, upload the song, put all the information in on who the writers is and the original band that performed the song that got that cover license I needed. That way I could put that song out there on my Spotify, on my Apple Music, on my Deezer, on my title page, and didn't have to worry about anything at all with that. Another thing that makes DistroKid a great product to use is that you just pay a one-time yearly subscription. Lowest plan right now is around $20. I have the $35 plan and I'm sticking with that $35 plan on my own as an independent artist to be able to release my music out there to the multiple online retailers to save me all that hassle using DistroKid. I remember back in the day using other products, which I won't name, where you had to pay like 20 bucks to upload a single, $50 to upload an album, and you didn't even know if it was even worth it to even put it out there. Made you more hesitant to want to release singles, uh, put out music, because you had to really make it count, because you have to keep paying yearly for each individual release. With DistroKid, you just pay a one-time fee with unlimited upvotes so go check out uh districtkid.com slash vip slash webcast you can get seven percent off your first year and uh, link in the description as well save money while putting music online and get your music out there so people can listen to it so i'm gonna go with my interview with the fabulous and wonderful mj chrisman aka big guy but as my boy garth would say if this is truly a conversation then i say let the conversation begin somehow make it not fun well micah that's what i'm thinking here you know i think gay people deserve equal rights too see just like that just like that and we're live hey micah how's it going hey doing well sam how's it going uh good on my end uh you know we're just social distancing and uh I actually think I've been I've been social distancing from you since college start or since we got out of college. Yeah, I know. Always hoped that we could, you moved to Tennessee, and I just thought, <laughs> oh, maybe we'll have some some more social distance. And then you just kept shooting memes at me every day. Yeah, it's called and now it's called friendship, Micah, and that's how friendship. And now the rest of the world, and now the rest of the world's catching up with how we do our friendship. Now everyone else is like, oh, okay, I guess it's time we like send memes to each other <laughs> and text. And speak in mask, you know, form across the country. You know, and wear masks all the time, you know? How normal people do it. Yep. Black. It's like driving while black. Then, like, wearing a mask while black, you'll probably get pulled over or get accused of robbing a store, you know, gas station. Yeah. Stay woke, am I right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It really Um, is. Yeah, I've heard um, a lot of things just in general about how it's difficult for African-Americans right now because I think there's a less likely to get help in regards to this uh, in the virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happening everywhere. But even here in Kansas City, they just, uh, you know, as you know, I used to work for the Kansas City Health Department. Yeah, so aren't, you, aren't you glad you don't work there right now? <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so happy. I'd be just neck deep every day. Just sifting through notifications and going, writing every, I mean, it just would be a lot. It'd be, I'd be living and breathing coronavirus right now and probably the virus eventually because somebody would probably come into the health department with it. And <laughs> no, but they just released a report showing that, yeah, the third district, um, which is the one I live in right now, working at Cherith Brook, the ministry here, 
Um, yeah, they say that, which is primarily people of color, African-American specifically, and they say like there's 60-something percent of all cases here in mm-hmm. Kansas City area. And that's kind of how it's looking. I mean, it's in Chicago, New York, L.A., it's all those places. Like basically, if you're poor and disenfranchised and if you're a person of color, that's just like systems of oppression and racism. Like that, this whole thing just kind of pulled back the Band-Aid and just – lets the world see how deep the wound really is. You know what I mean? True, yeah. Like, oh, that's basically all this coronavirus does. Like, oh, these injustices have already been happening, and people in these areas have been already having chronic health conditions and no health insurance and no access to health. And it's just, yeah, we know how these kind of pandemics play out for those communities of color. But, um, yeah, but I'm also just realizing, like, half of my friends are – now unemployed i mean these are folks that don't even live in this district but hey work at a coffee shop or you know some kind of service industry job and they're just out of a job that's literally most of my friends and so i'm the fortunate to be able to work from home still and i've been Mm -hmm. doing that pretty much since because i do public relations communications but no one not everyone has that luxury but I'm still like considered low income and poor, and so like I just got health insurance just because you know I'm a hypochondriac. Oh I'm yeah, like, I haven't had health insurance for over a year doing this independent contractor work, so I'm like, oh okay, it's time to get some health insurance. You know, being a smoker, I don't want to have the coronavirus. You know, put me up in the hospital for a week on a respirator, and I'm <laughs> just wheezing. Sam. Oh, yeah. And I think it should be noted here, somewhat off topic, but somewhat on topic, that uh, in my will, if I'm on like life support, Micah has to be the one to pull the plug. Not because I think he's the one to make that important decision, just because I know he wouldn't like doing it. And so he would (laughs) just make him uncomfortable doing it. (laughs) I don't know which I'm looking forward to the most. The day you're on life support or the day I get to unplug you from life support. See, cause I know it's a conflict. It's going to be a, like a big conflict within you because on one hand, you're, uh, you're, you don't want to be murdering. You don't want to be considered a murderer. And I guess it's still considered killing someone, but in a justifiable way, like one you won't go to jail for one, mm-hmm. uh, that's actually wanted, you know, because I obviously don't want to live on life support. I'm like, I don't know how much I want to live like right now. Like if I'm going to be on life support, like what <laughs> kind of life am I going to live? And then the other half of you is like, I get to kill Sam. So there's the two oh conflicting. There's two wolves within all of us. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a little or you can't have light without a little dark, Sam. Yeah, it's like um, you can't have light without a little darkness. Trademark. Sam Schwegler. If those of you don't get that reference, I've come up with a lot of sayings, just kind of like a list of ways to just justify my bullshit. Um, like aphorisms. They're called aphorisms. That's what they're called? Like, yeah, aphorisms. Like, you know, little little nuggets of wisdom, like short you, little. You hear that word with no context of what it, the definition is. Aphorism. I'm like, um, what, Micah? Excuse you? <laughs> Is that like an orgasm? But for afros, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> See, if you have like curlier type hair, uh, <laughs> you have to go. You to a are certain- in luck. You will to be turned on. You will have an aphorism if you make mm-hmm. love to somebody with curly hair. That's what the aphorism. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the new definition. I the still easy think- the the Schwoke Lord edition. It's Schweinies, I think. No. 
Shruganese. That's how you say it. No, that just sounds racist. Shruganese? Sounds racist. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a language. Like when you ask for chippies at a restaurant, you're asking for chips. I've never heard anyone call ask for chippies. Uh, well, I mean, we haven't. What I'm saying is, there's a lot of flack being thrown towards the Chinese these days, and so you start throwing out things lingo like Schweganese on wine, and people are gonna either attack you. Either that like, literally uh, has nothing to do with Chinese people or coronavirus. Right. I really think. I really think when they well, say. Chi- go ahead. There's a missed opportunity with Chinese virus because they should have called it Kung Flu. That's old. Everyone else is. That's what I was saying. That's the kind. It's about you know, be clever and whatnot. They're just being pretty much racist. Well, I'm not racist. I have a black friend, so don't worry. (laughs) That's all it takes, apparently. So, yeah, that's. I mean, that's what it. All it takes is. It's just like someone's like, you're racist, and I'm going to be like, I have a black friend. <laughs> it's not even flashing the white privilege card. You just literally take another person and put them in front. Don't worry, they're my friend. So. But, but both of us, uh, we, just, we made a pact for 2020. Uh, we're doing no N-word 2020. And both of us are still going mm-hmm. strong with that. This is really good. I'm really proud of you, Micah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For white people, it definitely comes second nature. It's like built and ingrained into us oppressors, and so it's it's a good thing that I've been able to fend off fend off saying the n word when you never have when you never have situations (laughs) to say it except for like listening to singing along to rap music, which then you can just say neighbor, and then oh that. That's actually yeah. it's, it's a lot more wholesome then, you know. Actually, I just say I say watermelon for any song I don't know. I just watermelon. <laughs> that's that's all you have to do for anything you don't mm-hmm. know the lyrics or can't. God bleep out lyrics. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of lyrics, uh, you've been watching Tiger King, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what was the. Transition. They're speaking of lyrics. Uh, have you been watching Tiger King? I'm like, what? I, I what just part of that. It's called I'm, journalism. Oh yeah, I guess I've seen some of his songs. Our guy. So I've only watched two episodes. So um, which one's is second episode? The one with Carol Baskin, right? Carol Baskin's in both the first and the second. But yeah, in the second one, she's doing more of the talking, or they're interviewing her more. That's because that about, was when she murdered her husband. Yeah, they were talking this backstory about how she, you know, they bounced between her defending herself and then they jumped to Joe Exotic and he'd be like, you know, oh, this was shady and blah, 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 you know, and everyone talking about basically why they think she did kill her husband. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the reason I have you on here today is because I've been obsessed with Tiger King and so as with you the, would. yeah, as you as you should be white as trash, you specific, as specifically you would be because <laughs> I'm obsessed with, you know, white trash people doing anything is just, you know, it's my cup of tea with hey, that. You can't say that. You can't say that word. White trash. That's offensive. It's not yeah, I don't care if I offend that <laughs> demographic. So they can I mean, they can write me some uh, poorly 
uh, written letters on the internet, and I'll try to decipher what they're saying. But uh, <laughs> some real latent prejudice against the the white trash community here. Uh, onto the, the show well, today, we have uh, Shweezy coming on here. Shweezy, what do you have to say about it? I'm like, what? What are they going to do? Write write me letters? I'm like, I don't, they don't know how to read. <laughs> Everybody down in the Ozarks or who's watched Ozark is pretty pissed with you right now. Yeah. There's a stereotype. I couldn't, anyways, I couldn't get into Ozark. But anyways, I, I want to talk to you. reason I have you on the show today is because one time I remember specifically uh, we listened to this guy. He, it was like a charity thing we were getting involved with. I remember at Campus House, uh, the one we would like volunteer at. I never volunteered at, but you did. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then we went out to Old Barney's afterwards. That's our bar, our watering hole. And you were, ta- you were going in through it because you taught uh, speech and debate uh, as your grad studies. And you're telling me, like, here's everything I interpreted out of that public speaking and everything like that. Since you've watched that Carol Baskin episode, what, what's kind of the body language, the public speaking you get out of Carol um, from what we can see from that episode of Tiger King? That's what I want to know. Well, honestly, when you think about communications and nonverbal communication, which is what we're talking about when people use their gestures, their eye motion, their their whole posture and everything and how they are trying to display an argument or articulate a case can be some telltale signs. But honestly, here's the the kicker is that you when we're talking about a documentary series, that's a whole other form of medium you know mm-hmm. experiencing her rhetoric so to answer you like based on a person who has sat with carol baskin and watched all of her mannerisms and heard her rhetoric the only person who could have access to that kind of like uh, like informed decision if she's guilty or not based on that would be the documentarians themselves because they're the ones who are watching her, spending hours interviewing her, spending hours editing her clips together, editing her her comments. And even how they portrayed it, they try to show it kind of a neutral way, show some clips of her mm-hmm. kind of emotional, you know, kind of connecting with the fact of the loss of her husband. And then they showed old clips. But then there'd be other times where, you know, you could just see her kind of get a little bit defensive. And so all these things can kind of be normal things, Bottom line is, all I'm saying is, I couldn't make, like, and I'm not one, a, like, a professional, like, reading body language. Like, Mm -hmm. I just studied rhetoric and, like, um, pause and release kind of tactics and just the things that speakers do to kind of emphasize their, you know, creating empathy, et cetera, for persuasion. But from that standpoint, like, somebody else, like, how they even just the very focus of it. Like you could say, Oh, this documentary is really neutral. Like these people are just showing it as it is, but me pointing, choosing to point the camera over here, but excluding to show you information that's going like on the highly edited stuff. Not even highly edited. It just could be that I'm recording this direction. I'm showing you this perspective, but over here might be a whole other dynamic to the story. Just by mm-hmm. me, just the, by the simple, the simple switch of where I choose to frame the shot. If I show Carol like crying close up versus a little bit of a distance, you know what I mean? Like those are small, yeah. small subtleties that honestly like can shape the bias of even the viewer and the 
director. Does that make sense? True, yeah. So you covered your ass in regards to being a professional. Um, just from uh, what no, you I'm saw. Just, just from um, what I saw. You want to know if I think she's I, I want your opinion yeah. just yeah, from what you guilty. saw. Oh, yeah. I, I just, you know. Because mm-hmm. why not? I just well just, well no I haven't watched I've only watched two episodes to be fair too so maybe if you're looking well that's the only episode from, they really go into uh, her murdering Don Lewis and right. so just from me looking at the facts I try to be neutral in it like okay let's hear her let's get the benefit of the doubt that she's innocent let's just mm-hmm. look at everything the idea what I'm thinking of is uh, she doesn't seem super sad about it. Even in, like in the you one know, interview, she's crying. Like, yeah, I just maybe it's because I just got done watching the season, the, the new episodes <laughs> of Ozark, and I just have that idea of like, yeah, somebody who's trying to get wealth and fame and power. Definitely, I can say just from like watching those two episodes, I can tell you she's not doing anything different than those guys are doing. Oh yeah, and I can tell you. And then number two, she would do anything to protect everything she's built. But that's the whole like like I've told you, every one of us is both the is is all three the hero, the villain, and the victim at different points in our lives. I've never been and, the I've never been the villain, so yeah. Says you. Now we'll ask some victims of yours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the victims. We'll see what their take on it was. But that's the whole point, right? Is that we decide? Oh, like yeah. Like this, I'm the I'm the the hero in this situation, and Carol Baskin very much is like the hero in her her situation, and that's part of like what she's wielded. I mean, I mean that, again, but that's how they framed it too, right? So they would show like her online followers and her doing mm-hmm. like Instagram clips. Then they would jump back to Joe Exotic being like, she's just you know publishing all this stuff the Carol online. Just fucking to, Baskins. And then Carol Baskin just gets on here and says a whole lot of horror shit. And it's like, you know, but, you know, and they're trying to be fair, right? As documentary, they're just, you know, mm-hmm. showing, going toggling between the people and yeah. the points of view and the clips. But at the end of the day, when you're watching and you're thinking about it, you know. Yeah, both parties are probably yeah just as evil and are use are definitely using exotic animals, namely tigers, mm-hmm. to exploit the thing. So, do I think she has a capability, and do I just personally think she probably did it? Yeah, probably. Like, why not? You know, I guess there. I guess I was kind of confused. What was like? She he wasn't like about to lose or anything. It would just be like he was. Oh, because he was starting in the paperwork, right? And then what they said, he was starting to... Yeah, he was getting ready like, to divorce her. That's, I think, so the she, real kicker in it. Two months before his disappearance, he he wrote a letter, gave it to his daughter, and said, hey, if anything happens to me, this. He tried to get a restraining order from uh, Carol because she was, like, getting a little violent and stuff like that. And then, like, the... Whoever, how you ever do a restraining order uh, said it wasn't valid and uh, denied it. And then, all of a sudden, he disappears. Right. So. But anyways, Sorry, I, I want to say. Speaking of disappearing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was um, going to say your hair. Your hair is swooping back so high that it's <laughs> getting cut off. Out of my oh. Phone. Uh, no. Um, I think on my recording end, it should be good. So don't worry. I know how I look. <laughs> um, but anyways, but what I feel like it kind of reminds me of uh, me and you is Joe would. <laughs> 
Joe had like a little cable network show and he probably had like 38 viewers at most just dedicated to being like, fuck Carol Baskin. Like that was his whole show. And I'm like, we do that to each other. Like we, we do shows a little for like 38 people on like, that's a high, like a 38 people just tell it's like, fuck Micah. Wow. You do it the same to me. I've never said fuck Sam. That's really rude. That's the first time I've ever Not heard to my Sam. face. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I well, do have that recording from our episode 50. You're like, fuck Sam Schweckler. Oh, I probably did. I, I won't deny it. I won't deny anything produce, I've done in the past. If you can produce the footage and documentation that I said. I have that. the audio, but. Well, all that to say, yeah. Cool story, bro. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, you have a long journey to go ahead, and I'm really proud and excited for how you're going to metamorphosis throughout this journey and yeah. see how you blossom. Hashtag pray, pray for Micah. Hashtag pray for Micah. Speaking of which, man, how, how's your uh, weight loss going? Well, remember how at the beginning of the weight loss challenge I had lost like I think a total of five pounds before I gained it all back. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I basically have re-lost that five pounds. Because, <clears throat> I, you know, COVID-19 happened in there. And so I was planning to go downward and I put the five pounds back on and now they're back off. So Rayla and I have been doing a lot of, like, walks to the park. That's my dog. In case people don't know, not just walking a person or something. But See, yeah. I'm walking a toddler. I'm walking Rayla, my toddler, my child. Oh, you're walking a, one of the home, like a homeless person, just around. Just like we don't make fun of the homeless on these shows or people, anything. Um, I make fun of everyone on my show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you do. It's okay. Uh. Anyways, do you remember, uh, since we talked to your brother in prison, um, do you remember the conversation I had that, like, out, you were, me and you were going to go visit him? And then I just, we're sitting there talking with him at the table, like, Caleb, this place is kind of a dump. He'd <laughs> <laughs> probably just be like, yeah, it really is. He always <laughs> talk about, actually, some sad information he told me, he, um, they're on lockdown. Like no one can go in and out, like mm-hmm. except for guards and people like that, but personnel. But so no visitations and stuff. But Caleb said they just delivered an order of masks and body bags. And, and he tells like a genius. He mentions that to my mom. She oh. bursts into tears. Bursts into tears. <laughs> Like you do if you're a mom, if you're a mom and your baby boy's in prison. And he was just like, sorry, I should have done that. I should have waited until Mike at event, you know, something like mm-hmm. that. But but it's just yeah, the harsh reality. Like that's what they that's what they said. They're like, look, the reality is people die and we have to be prepared. That did and, escalate pretty quickly. He said, yeah, they ordered face masks. I'm like, okay, because, you know, not spread germs. That makes sense. And body bags. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. That's, what it, <laughs> that's all it was. That's all. I mean, you get a shipment today, and it's face masks and body bags. Like, <clears throat> but that's got to be a lot of hospitals. I mean, it's just probably what everyone's doing. 
Yeah, I I was talking to my parents last night. They they learned how to FaceTime, and uh, <clears throat> they're like, "Do you have a face mask?" I'm like, "No." And I was like, "I'm going to be honest with you. I'd rather get coronavirus than wear a mask in public." <laughs> it's just like I'm I'm not I'm not doing that. You ever just hear someone's yeah. name like they have such a stupid name and they tell you that and in your mind you're like I'm not calling you that. <laughs> no, there's definitely been people though where I'm like really your name's just Brittany? <laughs> like, you know. That's a normal you, name. <laughs> I, I I mean, I know it's more like you should have had a beautiful, gorgeous name like, you know, I don't know, Charlotte or Victoria. I don't know. Maybe that was or just, Debbie. Or Debbie. Yeah. I don't know. There's just definitely been people where I'm like, what a lame name. You're so much cooler than that lame name. Like some person just named David. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not their fault. They, they don't. I mean, at some point they right. got to choose their own name. Right. Like Sweezy. Sweezy and big guy. <laughs> I didn't choose MJ or big guy. I chose you, Christmas. You, you that's like your that's me. your Schwoke name. You know, like how Jesus would give his d- disciples new names. I thought my Schwoke name was the Grand Wizard or whatever. no? That's your that's your job. You're the Grand Wizard of Cherith Brook. Uh. <laughs> and then there's your alternate reality version, Chungus guy, who's just morbidly obese. And then gets mad because he has all these medical bills that are all caused from him being fat. <laughs> He's like, why do I have all these medical bills? This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, That's what I I've learned. Medical bills. This is what I've been learning about, uh, like, just losing weight. You think about, like, if you're having health issues and your weight is basically a big contributor to that, like, don't go to the doctor. Just lose some weight. I mean, if you're going to go to the doctor, ask him for assistance on, like, losing weight. Like, why would you? That's what, like, sleep apnea. It's, like, a big cause of it is if you're overweight. Right. Yeah. How's your sleep apnea been doing? Going? It's It's been a lot better. I do sleep a lot better. Um, I'm not sure if it is. I'm waiting until, basically, I'm waiting until I get to, like, an ideal weight or something like that. And then we do, like, a farmhouse retreat or something like that. And then waiting to someone tell me, I'm like, Sam, damn, Sam, you snore like a bitch. And then you, you would say that. I did not say that. Like I think you said that. And, and Brad Banowitz <laughs> was like, but Brad's a very nice guy. Uh, so he's a very nice guy. Let's just put that in perspective. He has a very nice jawline, too. But anyways, um, uh, he said, like, yeah, I, I thought you, like, stopped breathing in the middle of the night. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like sleep apnea. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so it's like, I'm, I'm going to lose weight and then, you know, uh, see what happens. And if I'm still being told I snore really bad and I like stop breathing in the middle of the night, do an actual sleep study, you know? Right. At least like do what you can do and then see what you need. Just don't be a fat ass. Yep. Well, don't be a chungus. I'm all about body positivity, whatever stage you're at, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you have to learn to love and accept yourself where you're at if you want to move forward. But I know some people are like, oh, that just gives you excuses to like stay where you're at or whatever. But I told you at the beginning of the challenge that you were – the challenge was mainly for you. I've, I've done the whole lose 30 pounds in a month and I just gain it right back. And it's usually after a breakup or some kind of 
you know, life altering deal. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ah, oh, I just start running every day and can't like get a handle on things. And I've been just trying to do better about like, Hey, get up, take Rayla for a walk, hit the punching bag for half an hour, go about my business and eat, try to eat healthier. Hardest part for me is sweets, honestly, mm-hmm. like the cookies and we get so much bread and garbage donated to Cherith Brook that there's pastries and cakes. And so I have to just like leave it all downstairs in the pantry. Cause if I take it upstairs to where I live, I just engorge and eat all of it. Yeah. I should pull up that picture of uh, you with all those cookies. Hashtag pray yeah. for Micah. <laughs> hey, when it comes to making homemade family, like Crispin cookies, it's always hear me out Sam it's always worth it whatever diet you're on whatever thing it's worth it I haven't had sweets like a legit sweet I've had like the keto sweets but I haven't had a a legit like cookie or something like that since probably the farmhouse really yeah you're not really really a big sweets guy anyways though you always been like a you always been like a savory eat chips and chips pizza fast food you know just trash fast food and that's the thing though once i get to a point where i'm at like a weight i want to be at and you know i can i feel like i can justify doing a cheat day once maybe like once a week or once every two weeks it's kind of like what am i actually gonna get because at some point you know you can just get like mcdonald's and you know just you know eat that garbage and it's like well if it's my like one day a week or something like that i want to make it worth it right Cause I only do one meal a day too, so it's not like I'm like oh, I'm gonna go to Hardee's for lunch, and then I'm gonna go to Sonic or McDonald's for dinner, and then I'm gonna eat five pounds of ice cream. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. I that, that's the nice thing about like I haven't been eating out hardly ever, you know, mm-hmm. um, since this whole coronavirus stuff, but. Like I said, working on a ministry where we get our food donated from a grocery store and more than half the food is bread and stuff. I have to be creative. So I've been trying to cook fish. You know, there's always vegetables, broccoli, basically doing keto stuff. But mm-hmm. the other thing I just think I didn't realize was going to be so hard was giving up alcohol. Like, honestly, like you did a good job, probably better than me, giving up alcohol. But there's different, definitely times where I was just like, screw it. <laughs> it's covered. Yeah. COVID-19, COVID I'm going to drink some bourbon, and then I'm like, oh, I'm still fat. Oh, Yeah, I got I got to what I did. I think, like, the first three weeks I said no alcohol, and I thought we were going to do that together, but then you just were drinking anyways. And then I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it, too. So, I like, I worked on, like, I'm a big fan of the Moscow Mule, so I wanted to figure out a way I could drink that and at least somewhat still stay on my diet. So I, like, concocted and uh, made a uh, sugar-free ginger syrup and then so you pour that in wow. pour like diet tonic water and then vodka and then some lime juice and you only have to count the calories from if you're going to count the calories it's only from the vodka like nothing else everything else is zero calories yeah oh that sounds like a good white girl wasted drink dude that is how like <laughs> yeah i'm drinking like a white, white girl, girl right now wasted it's That's like you know, right if, now, if i keep losing weight i'm like yeah i don't care 
Yeah. I, I miss, now I miss just like, like, I'm going to do real tonic now, now that I've lost 20 pounds. Oh, no, wow. I'm still stick. I don't taste the difference between the diet tonic water and the regular. Um, I do miss beer though. Just like a good PBR on a, at the end of a nice long day or during a podcast. It's the one thing I don't miss. Honestly, I give up beer. Mm, I, that's I, probably I good for you. Drink beer. Yeah, like honestly, that's pro- if I was consistently drinking beer, like I drink other stuff, like I'd be back to three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm hovering around one six or two sixty right now. So, but you and me, gonna I'm, my goal is to lose twenty one pounds before you lose the next twenty one pounds by June twenty first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's we're gonna the, that's the, and you're gonna go skydiving. Phase two, phase two. Phase no, two. If I want if I want to go skydiving, I need to lose. 40 pounds because you have to be 220 i think it's 220 really or to, 240 is it really that seems kind of weird i'm just i'm they, just thinking about that they do that they do that because the first time and or actually most of your time is jumping unless you go to a class and get certified or whatever um you're doing it you're jumping with somebody and so i think your combined weight you can't be over mm-hmm. like five five hundred pounds or something, and so you have to like be like two twenty five or something. I don't know or less. I can't remember. Yeah, you don't want to. You want to like you don't want to fall to the earth too fast, right? Man, well, the yeah, parachute's you, open, but we're still one, falling fast. And the, I don't know. There might be a place that's like, oh, we have somebody who weighs literally like one forty, who's a skydiving instructor. Maybe they'd like offset the ratio just for me or i don't know probably not they probably are just like kind of like you know the height line at a roller coaster it's like you have to be this high to ride it i think it pretty much is like you have to be under this weight if you want to mm-hmm. well that makes sense i've never seen a fat not, person skydive yeah <laughs> well i'm my goal is that's kind of my whole agenda of like the body positivity i'm here for the plus size guys you know what i mean so maybe I can be like the first fat guy to jump out of a plane, go skydiving. <laughs> Guinness Book of World Record, the uh, fattest man world to skydive. No. <laughs> <laughs> first man, the first fat man to, to skydive. Weighs over two two six or weighs over two fifty. So what grievances do you have? So you, grievances. Okay. Number one, last time I saw you in person, you basically. Treated Lee like garbage with friends. He just kind of got drunk at 2 o'clock on a Saturday on a spiritual retreat thing. And to be fair, we all weren't sober 100% of the time. But you were definitely trolling me the whole weekend. And that uh, was both a fun experience to see people reconnect with them. And it was also kind of like, oh, yeah, this is why... Sam and I only get to see each other once or twice a year because we need each other in doses. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, there was the memes from the weight loss challenge. Uh, the Those were funny, though. guy and, you know, I mean, they were funny, but it was still, like, body fat shaming and, you know, like, whatever. People were just, are you friends with that guy? He just keeps, like, making fun of you and telling people to pray for him. Yeah, we're going to go on social media comments and people, let's just go ahead and talk about, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm about to say, don't you? I do. Yeah, Sam created the uh, Big Head MJ Christmas account, which 
basically takes all of my photos and things, which is why most of the things I've been posting lately are not like personal pictures of me in the frame, because then he can't blow up my face for his Instagram feed. You didn't know that, did you? Me posting videos of honeybees and possums was away from uh, trolling me. Anyways, he created a Big Head MJ Christmas account, which just makes, it's a mock account of mine that just has blown up heads of, blown, or pictures of me with my head blown up huge. So. And it's, and I remember one time you told me it's increasing the uh, traffic to your website. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> That's what you told me. You're like, yeah, I noticed my numbers to my website were actually increasing. <laughs> I have to actually like look at the referral links. I don't think I can really confirm that right now. I don't think it's true. But we'll pretend it is for whatever justification. <clears throat> uh, those are my top ones. Pretty much that's it. Otherwise, I feel I feel okay towards you, you know? I mean, a lot of things. I, I never said you couldn't fat shame me. It's not my nature, Sam. I just don't... Uh, Shame other people to make myself feel better, you know? Well, you're kind of trying to right now. You have our grievances. True. I'm sharing grievances that maybe will spur some... Sometimes when I, like, argue with you, I'll, like, you. just say a basic thing that you could easily justify, and I just want to see if you'll think of it in the moment. Like, what do you mean? Give an uh, example. Just like, well, Micah, you're kind of doing that right now. And then you're like, well, he told me to air my grievances. I was like, I want to see if you'd catch on to that. Oh, yeah. You don't think I'm smart enough is what you're saying. You're thinking oh, I I'm definitely like, I'm think dumb you're dumb and I could just. I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm just saying you're homeschooled. <laughs> well, better homeschooled than a person with the name Sweezy as my you know, stage name. Well, your your stage name is Big Guy, so. Well, any other questions you'd like to ask me before I hang up on you? Um, I don't know. Do we, is there any good stories from our past we want to discuss over again? Um, maybe some days and hours to try to think of one one good experience with you. It's gonna oh, take a see, little bit. We can talk about like the last time you came to Warrensburg before I moved. It was like me, you, and Jeremy, and like we just like we wandered around some park. I can't remember what park it was. In like darkness with no lights. Mm-hmm. And then Jeremy was like, "Oh, uh, I know how to what to do if the cops show up." So we're just wandering a park in like middle of the night for no reason. Mm-hmm. Was it, this is in Warrensburg? Yeah, it was like May 2016. Are you talking about the time when Travis was with us? Uh, Travis wasn't with us. something else. No, he wasn't with us. There was another time. There was a funny story with Travis. Oh, wait, let's tell that story. <laughs> well, I don't know if you were there or not, but we like went to Cave Hollow to like hang out. We'd all been doing some drinking, and... Uh, Jeremy, I think, or somebody was peeing, and Travis 
and is just kind of drunk and <laughs> drunk and marched through the forest, just walks straight through his stream and just goes, Oh God, what was that? <laughs> he didn't see that Jeremy had, or I don't know who it was, if it was him or Matt or I don't know. I, I remember but, one time, uh, cause, uh, my, Travis was my roommate for a year And then my old roommate Justin right. would come up to visit And he'd just stay the night with us And so we had like a washer dryer unit in our apartment And Justin just talked to Travis He's like Hey Travis can you help me this weekend uh, Help me move the washer and dryer I want to take them back with me And then Travis is like what I'm like yeah the washer and dryer are mine Sam is this true And I honestly know Justin's like goofing on him So I'm just like yeah it's, it's true yeah, It was Justin's I thought I told you that <laughs> And then he's like, well, dang it, how am I supposed to do my laundry? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a travesty. And the best part was Justin just had like a random small car, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not like anything. He's married married now. Yeah, I saw that. He didn't invite me to his wedding. He's doing things that neither you or me can do, apparently. Mm Mm-hmm. Get married. <clears throat> Get married. Be in a relationship, probably. Step probably, one. Uh, step one, <laughs> be in a relationship. Step two, don't ruin said relationship. Uh, step three, define and make sure you're all monogamous. And then step four, get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I if think... you reach step three and you find out it's polyamorous, refer to the other branched. Um, what, what I've been I've been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. Do you know what that show's about? Nope. So what it is is I'm watching before the 90 days. What it is is it's basically uh, people like one person's from America, the other person's from another country, and what happens is they fall in love over the internet. And the one I'm watching right now is they go meet each other for the first time ever, and some of them are engaged, some of them want to get engaged. All that situation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so like they go around and meet people for the first time. Most of it, a lot of times, can be green card marriages. Like they're just trying to get to America, uh, by you know, to get a green card and get married. Mm-hmm. So you, you have that funny situation and stuff like that, and then you deal with that. And I was thinking to myself, how have I not been involved in a green card marriage yet? You know, <laughs> you might not be good enough even for that demographic of women. I Man, I'm like that low <laughs> on the scale. They're like, I don't even need to get into America that bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I like when I make a good, like, quip, or anytime I, like, make a good comeback towards you, your response is always, mm-hmm, uh-huh, and then you just move into the next comment you have. Yeah. I know how to take insults. That's, I'm not like, like you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I've had the worst has already been said towards me. There's nothing, there's nothing worse that's going to be coming my way. Well, say goodbye to Rayla. Hey, Rayla. Hey, little derp. Oh, she's a good girl. Mm -hmm. A little floppy. They're a little floppy doppy ears. Mm -hmm. Try to give her a treat, and she's like, no, I'm going to lay here and look like I'm dying. Probably because you creeped her out, you know. Wow. Grass day just with all this rain. So beautiful. All right. Any other questions, Sam, for this quote unquote interview? 
No, is this like I think... just gonna be pieced together with another like segment thing, or am I just filling gap content? Uh, we're for... doing a lot of we're doing the coronavirus content right now. Yeah, I think we've ended well... the pray for Micathon. So everyone, remember to pray for Micah. Um, but Micah, where can we check all your stuff out? Uh, websites, socials, uh, address. Uh, you can go to mjchrisman.com. That's M as in Micah, J as in James, Chrisman as in Chris and Man. And you can go there to check out my blog. I'm going to be writing actually a post about COVID-19 and how we've been serving folks here at the Community Garden um, Catholic Worker. And, um, yeah, hopefully get some more new book updates and stuff coming out soon. All right. Well, thank you so much, Micah, for coming on the show. Uh, it's always a pleasure. You are the fan favorite of the Schwedcast, most favorite guest, and so you should be proud about that. And uh, hey, you can thank check- you, thank you. Also, I was going to say everyone can find me on social media too at MJ Chrisman. So, best of MJ Chrisman. That's the that's the social best of MJ Chrisman. Ignore ignore the best of MJ Chrisman. Go for the real content. Go for the. Uh, I was trying to use this as an excuse to get the official check mark on like Instagram and Twitter. And apparently I need, uh, apparently they're not doing that or I don't know. I can't. So now everyone has to sift through best of MJ Christman to find the real MJ Christman. Maybe I'll be like Trump and put the real MJ Christman as my new username. Oh, maybe I should get that domain. The real MJ. I should just get every MJ Christman domain name <laughs> except for just MJ Christman. So <laughs> you can, you can't be too mad. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I would be okay with that. As long as I have MJ Chrisman, I'll just... Eventually, somebody will realize, oh, there's a lot of fake MJ Chrisman accounts on there. So this guy's legit when he says he needs to be, like, verified. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But hey, man, I'm praying for you. Thank you. Thank you for praying for me. And everyone else, pray for Micah as well. And uh, check out more content at sweezymusic.com. And like always, stay awesome. Casting.